0: Here we go folks, it's the Prowlers Podcast and this is Joe Pace, your player, head coach from the Port Huron Prowlers and I'm here with Jeremy Skiba.
1: Yeah, good to be here guys, uh, we're really excited to bring to you this podcast, the Prowlers Podcast and uh, we'll make sure to have uh, weekly episodes usually coming out every Friday it seems like. For yeah, right now.
0: we'll be on the prowl every Friday, so watch out. But it's the Fed, so who knows what happens, right? <laughs> I know. So guys, uh, yeah, I'm here with Jeremy, and uh, we're back at the arena right now. We're doing this... From the arena live from the uh, McMoran arena Jeremy have you seen all the seats out there and every all the changes
1: yeah no it looks absolutely incredible I think some pictures might have been online so I think the fans can see um, yeah it looks uh, the whole atmosphere is definitely different I think it brings more of a I, I don't know more of a 2020 vibe you know present day vibe uh, to the arena. Which, you know, I love the classic look, but I think the fans will really enjoy these new seats. And I think they came from the uh, where the Pistons used to play. Yeah, the I palace. Yeah, palace, yeah the seats right.
0: came out of the Palace of uh, Auburn Hills. But, uh, yeah, that's it. what I'm most sad about is, like, the historic feel. Yeah, well, it, that yeah. classic look, but no other arena in pro sports still had wood seats with mm-hmm. those metal handrails. Like, yeah. the seat was, what, 11 inches wide? It was made for a human from the nineteen forties, a different size human.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, yeah, they really looked nice, and like you know, being up in the broadcast booth, looking out, you know, it it felt like old time hockey, you know, watching like a watching slap shot or something like that. But I, I
0: you know, have I, you climbed up to the booth yet with the all black seats? I,
1: I did once uh, when I was here in July, and you know, like I said, it, it there's a different vibe now, you know. Oh, and,
0: when I look up from the ice level. It looks like a different arena. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's funny that we've just changed the seats and the lights, and over the last three years, it's gotten a paint job as well. So, you know, a long time ago before you came here, Jeremy, the arena used to be tan and green. Really? Yeah, even when the team's colors were other things, the arena was always green. Yeah, that reminds me. and that was their color.
1: It reminds me like, I think in Danbury, I think when we went there, it was green, even
0: though yeah. their color that, scheme is the cream, orange. The yeah. cream they used to use here, it was like white <laughs> that was like all aged and sunbroken, but it's like, no, we just painted it last week. Oh, that's
1: funny. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I, I I would love to see, you know, what McMoran looked like
0: you know, in the past. But, oh, uh, we we got pictures. Hey, so if you're out there and you got pictures, post them to our social media pages. We'll share them. We love that stuff. So if your family has any pieces of history, uh scan them to a computer, get them digital. Let's uh let's keep McMoran's history alive, the old flags alive, and especially right now online beacons uh the second redo of the flags the ice hawks there's not a lot of photos out there so we would love to do some retro throwback stuff and post some old stuff but uh there's not a lot of digital copies of things from uh before what was it 2010 everything yeah. was in you know maybe yeah. earlier
1: I mean yeah, I think it be t- I mean like once in a while you know I think uh, this era we're talking yeah. about
0: is like 99 or 96 yeah. to like 09. Oh,
1: really? Yeah, and there's it's like not nothing known. out there on it's the internet. No, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, nothing.
0: It's like a black hole. <laughs> it's like everything's on these weird uh, SIM cards and people don't know what to do with them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, I, those old SIM cards gotta be dug out of <laughs> you know the, your office drawer in the uh, corner with all the yeah, papers. Yeah, so but I mean, if yes. you have <laughs> the old
0: 9mm whatever film, or you got yeah. games on whatever, we want to see them, so bring them out. Let's do it. But, uh, to get us back on track, hockey came back this summer. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. people are waiting for us to come back, but NHL hockey came back.
1: Yeah, and I, I got to say the, the playoffs, the bubble tournament, as it was nicknamed, I mean, it was some exciting hockey. You know, a lot I remember in the beginning, you know, eventually as they went on, they started playing music and uh, – you know, crewing in the... Oh, uh, they
0: dubbed the, in crowds. Yeah, sound. crowds, yeah.
1: And I, I remember, like, hearing in the beginning, you know, with no fans, it was like, this is interesting, like, oh know, yeah. it's a different Well, you've been part
0: of practice with us, so mm. you've seen us go hard with no fans yeah, in yeah. the building. Yeah, But no one has seen the big boys do it, but that's the thing. I knew there would be pushing, shoving fights, shit talking, like, you were going to get all that. Yeah, it wasn't going to change. Yeah, and you could hear it, too. Oh, It was, and it was, I lo- it, it was
1: exciting, yeah. I but know, I,
0: was, I love it without the dubbed in sounds they were selling after goals oh, yeah. they were pumping their fists.
1: yeah no i, I it, was, it was it was just like it felt like a totally different brand of hockey and it was really exciting and i i think it was a great tournament also bringing in 24 teams instead of the uh, normal 16 you know so you had an extra round of hockey there in the beginning i you know it was it was a terrific tournament put on by the nhl and definitely this is you know a lot of people say you know Tampa Bay Lightning won the cup, but they'll have an asterisk next to it. I don't believe that. Well, yeah, that's what I
0: wanted to say. I wanted to say congrats Mm -hmm. to the Dallas Stars. Jamie Ben, I love that guy. Love him. But, uh, you know, the cast of players he has around him, awesome. They'll be back there again soon. Next year or the year after, that team will be back in the finals. They're going to get a cup soon. But, yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning, their second cup, third time to the finals.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you know.
0: You know, two cups and three uh, showings in the finals, so not bad for the lightning, so. Yeah, well, and well-deserved after last year, after, I believe,
1: setting the, I think, all-time win mark was 62 wins last season. They they got swept in the Head first round. Headman's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. well, if you guys <laughs> don't
0: know, they have a defenseman. He's like 6'6". He's just a monster Swedish guy, and he just buries goals from everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere he shoots from, he buries.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I it's funny. I was talking to Matt Graham last week about who would win, like, the con Smythe. And my pick was Hedman. And I think he said point. and I, And I was like, I don't know. Like, especially Hedman against the Islanders. Oh, yeah. You and, know, well,
0: point because he, he was the most, you know. Oh, yeah. I think he had the
1: most points,
0: if ironically, the in the yeah. end. Oh, <laughs> but, gosh. But Hedman, yeah, that
1: guy is absolutely amazing, great defenseman, definitely deserve the Conn Smythe. Um,
0: so if yeah. you didn't watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, it started off about five games a day, hockey mm. every day of the week for a week straight, maybe two weeks. Then there was a couple of days breaks where there's no games and people freaked out, like, yeah. what to do? I've been yeah. watching five games a day, where is it? And then all of a sudden it started going down and it, like as the brackets moved on and you got into a normal playoff setting, so it's it started with what you had a three teams playing a round robin. You had four teams or eight teams playing a best of three play in series, and then everyone went into the normal eight sided like conferences, yeah, it, and you played best of 7s from there. Top
1: four teams in each um, conference did the round robin, and after that, I think it was like.
0: Best of, well, and they had yeah. the best of five going. Yeah, which the, was yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, no. Just three wins. It, it
1: was like, it was, it's funny because it was like, like hockey. I don't know when they changed it, but I know like in the 80s and I, maybe the 90s, I'm not sure. Like the first round used to be best of five.
0: Well, so, at the FHL, it still is. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it was exciting. And when you say there were five games a day, it wasn't like, there were five games on, like three of them were at 8, and then the next two were at 10.30. This was from 12 o'clock in the afternoon to 10.30 at night. I remember watching the Islanders playing the Panthers at 12 o'clock in the afternoon at home, and I was like, this is great. <laughs> you know? And then after that, you have four other games to watch. So
0: I, mean, I couldn't even watch them all. I couldn't. You, you, I, I just go either, back. Yeah. I just went back and watched some highlights. I couldn't. I couldn't sit. I have kids. I can't sit in front of the yeah. TV that long. <laughs> so, what else did you do during the break besides just watch Stanley Cup hockey? Well,
1: I did a little bit of sales for, um, for a uh, uh, credit card company um, for the first few months. It sounds horrible. Yeah, it, it wasn't that fun. Uh, after that, you know, I, as it started to get warmer out, um, yeah, I started exercising more, going out more. Um, you to, need
0: to exercise oh yeah
1: definitely i mean <laughs> after, after the first two months yeah because you know, I, I love spring and i i'd say summer is probably you, my second if you ever season. want
0: to dress another game you better, yeah, work, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You better get, work out get you better work out you can not even carry the gear around <laughs>
1: No, I, I carried a few bags last year i remember in columbus i had to no i
0: mean when it was on your body
1: oh yeah well no it was hard to move in the uh the chest protector uh being out there luckily oh gosh. you let me take that off but um you know yeah so i, I started to do a lot more exercise outside
0: um why didn't you just come hang out with us and the kids i don't, I don't know i remember i remember you, you, chase, I remember you were all around. over
1: you're uh, yeah. i think you went to uh, new Jer- right south we, jersey so right we've
0: uh, yeah so in the middle of all this yes worked through it all did everything yeah. we had yeah. to do through it all never stopped that had just had to live through this mm-hmm. but uh yeah ellie and the kids had a lot of weeks locked down in the house and uh yeah we were just trying to be active so walks this that but uh you know had uh my grandma pass away so we went out east to do that uh and then uh, you know we had my brother's wedding so we had to go out to chicago a few times for you know all the little different little things he did a bachelor party she did a bachelorette party mm-hmm. did the wedding everything was downsized and super small yeah, yeah. but uh we got it all done but we traveled a lot will you know Hockey, soccer, wrestling, BMX, golf—so it doesn't end. We're sports all day long.
1: Yeah, and then that's nothing. I playing some golf, practicing, and then also I got to go home a few times also uh, to New Jersey and also up to our lake house. So I, you know, that was fun. That was especially going home was a nice uh, change of pace. Uh, from, you know, staying indoors, quarantining, etc.
0: Yeah, I can't yeah. believe you quarantined right here. Yeah. Right here oh, yeah, in St. Clair County. I never
1: left. Yeah, I no, know. I, Are
0: you a Marysville native now? Yeah, I think Are so. Are you a resident? Yeah. Do you have your driver's license oh, oh, switched oh, oh, over? A
1: legit resident? No, no,
0: I'm uh, I'm still a uh, New Jersey citizen. Oh, I, guess. I still <laughs> visit her, guys. Sooner <laughs> or later. Well, uh, I guess uh, we should get into some FHL uh, hockey talk. So everyone, it was March 12th, The word went out we were going to pause the season, and let me tell you right now, I'm not biased, we were the hottest team in the FHL. We were not only at the top of the standings, we were right there behind Carolina. I don't know what it is. You tell me. What? How many games behind? I don't know. We go win percentage, not points, but if I looked at the points, it looks like we were only... I don't know, like maybe 12 to 14 points or something behind yeah. Carolina. So we're right there for a team that took off at the beginning of the year because the Carolina Thunderbirds played the Battle Creek uh, oh, 10 times, times. Yeah, in eight, November. Yeah. You yeah. get real. Yeah. But, uh, hey, guys, just in case you didn't know, I'll stay again on here. We had this record, and how many times did we play Battle Creek? No more than six? I think, yeah, five or six. Five, believe, or, yeah, six five or six times. There's teams in the league that played them double digits.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, the schedule's interesting, and it goes along that how each team played each other a different amount of times. I know we played Delaware only twice. So, like, it was just something interesting that, you know, uh, it was kind of all mismatched all season, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, we were at the end of that season. You know, we were legit, especially that um, road trip to Watertown. You know, we played the first two games in Watertown, beat them both times, and then we had to make it to Battle Creek by like. Oh my oh, gosh! Remember? Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so this is right before
0: the break. So here, uh, is this the last year's schedule? Uh, eighteen nineteen. I had uh, that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Well, so this is right towards the end of the break. Uh, This is maybe what, uh, last week of February something, maybe first uh, week of March. So we, we play two games in Watertown. We do well. We win. We have to drive Saturday night. We're leaving Watertown. We're driving straight back to Michigan, passing home and going to Battle Creek, which is towards Kalamazoo. You non-native Michigan listeners that are in here. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, we're going to the western side, the central western side of the state. And, uh, you know, it's a hike. It's a far drive. And uh, because everything, we don't cut through Canada. We go around the horn, which adds, you know, sometimes two and a half, three hours. But if you get trouble at the border, It cuts off eight Mm -hmm. hours. Right. So you try to cross the border and get caught in traffic or trouble on the bridge, like we're not making it to the game. So at least going around the horn, we make it, even if it takes longer, and that's the biggest thing. That's the most important thing, that we make it to the game, and that's why FHL teams go around the horn because we got to make it to the game. That's number one rule, make it to the game. If you're on the road, make it to the game, even if you're late. But, uh, we're heading to Battle Creek and were we late?
1: I don't, I don't think so. I think we got there. No way. Time. But the ga- they delayed the game 15 minutes just for, like, warming 15 minutes, up. Yeah, that's, that's it. it? It was amazing. Yeah, it was oh a amazing gosh. job. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so we yeah. had to make a 12-hour drive in 10 hours, I, think, I think, and we did it.
1: I think the game started at 12.30. We got there at 11.45. Oh we my went in, got, everybody got to rest, and then they delayed it 15
0: minutes so just for warm yeah. uh, State. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I feel like, if my memory states correctly, we got down early.
1: I think we were trailing uh, them. I think it was Ah, 2-0. Horrible
0: experience. So we're down 2-0 in Battle Creek late in the season. They only have one win at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm sitting there looking at the boys. I didn't know what to do. I made a team goal that we needed to hit 100 shots on goal. Or we were going to skate for a week or maybe longer. No pox. And the boys started... Because yeah, we were only scoring like one every 10 shots or something, and we won like 6 3. But uh, we they gave us, like, 96 shots 96, on goal. Yeah. We had 108 or more. And,
1: and, and it was so funny because I remember at the end, you'd win a face-off shot. The, uh, Eisenhower, the goalie, would say um, save it and then cover up. And it was just like that on repeat in the last five minutes. <laughs> I was like, I, I'm like, they're going to give 100? No, on. they weren't giving us <laughs> yeah, credit for yeah. shots. It
0: was brutal. But, uh, guys, when we finished, we were – Awesome. We were the prowlers were smoking hot. I not Jeremy. How like we were the talent that came in out of nowhere yeah. to our team. Uh, yeah, I, just I, guys that uh, the Rupert. Nowhere to Rupert, play. Yeah. And nowhere to play. Boy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shows up, boys, can I hang out and play and drink some Bud Light's? with. They were like, yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: And that, too, also, well, besides Rupert, also Stephen Fowler. He played that one weekend with us, and he was absolutely incredible. I think he had maybe four goals that weekend. He scored the game winner against Watertown on Saturday night in the third period, I remember. I mean, yeah, he was on fire, too. I mean, great. Good trade. That yeah, was a good trade. Yeah, he, yeah he, no, he's a great hockey player. He did He did well in Mentor. He was thriving here, unfortunately. You know, the season gets cut off. And you mentioned catching up to Carolina because the next weekend after that Watertown Battle Creek weekend, Carolina was going to come here for three games, and also we had Matt Robertson, Dave Nippard, and Matt Stoya also back from the SP, I believe. Uh, oh yeah. For 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 that weekend, so that would have been a a a great weekend of hockey to watch. I know. Oh. Uh, I mean, you know, that would be. Probably our roster in the playoffs, so I think that, that series would determine, you know, if we and the uh, Thunderbirds met in the playoffs, you know, what side that series may sway to.
0: Well, and that's what I mean. I know uh, we played all our games against Columbus mm-hmm. early in the yep. season, and then they got hot in the second half of the season mm-hmm. when, lo and behold, You didn't have to play the Prowlers. (laughs) Like, even when we had 11 guys, he'd kick your ass.
1: But, uh, nine nine goals, nine goals. Yeah, yeah, Stephen Fowler,
0: great trade. That guy, just watch out for him this year. Prowlers fans that just know him as a mentor guy and you don't really remember him. Uh, good. Third line, a little bit, just probably politics on their team. But, you know, he came to us ready to go because he was jumping from a team that started off the year playing Battle Creek again quite a few times, six of eight times, and they start the year eight and 0, and everyone's like whoa mentor eight and 0. yeah well yeah. you're playing battle creek like wait until you play elmira or carolina or columbus or uh, port huron yeah
1: yeah and i believe also in terms of playing battle creek in the beginning they were they also before Del like delaware was starting to get hot towards the end of the season oh, there but- easy there <laughs> <days. You're laughs> but about it-
0: to wreck the whole set
1: <laughs> my bad but um yeah delaware was starting to get uh a bit hotter towards the end too, but in the beginning, you know, they lost a lot yeah. of
0: one-goal games. Yeah, so, so a lot of games just were one-goal differential, uh, overtime or not, and uh, you know, it's hard because I've had that kind of season. We had it uh, just a year ago in the eighteen-nineteen season. Mm-hmm. We lost thirteen games by one goal. It's astounding. You know where idea. where we we might have lost more like but yeah. it, the gram would I mean, would know, remember that I, stat but it was double digits mm. and i always, i think it was 13 because you know 13 yeah know? and it's unlucky <laughs> 13 it was unlucky so uh and yeah that like imagine where we would have been in a playoff spot we wouldn't have been playing carolina in the first round we would have been playing the other jamokes or someone else
1: well as in Th- this year? La- no, the, or, last or, year. Uh, last year? Yeah, right, right.
0: The year prior when we actually had playoffs.
1: Right. Yeah. So who, who was the other matchup in the in the West then? If it was you versus Carolina, who's the other? I
0: have no idea. Okay.
1: How many I, teams I, were in
0: the league that year? Uh, Six. I know. I wasn't Six here. Six teams. Was, so oh right. Danville didn't right. make playoffs. For, yeah. Yeah. So Danville for... didn't make playoffs, and then uh, a team. So I think it just. You... You no, know, Watertown played Elmira, and so the team that didn't play was Mentor.
1: Okay. So Mentor
0: and Danville didn't play in playoffs. But if we would have more points, we would have been in second or third and been playing someone else. Right, you know, right. Carolina was first. We were fourth. You know, that's the way it's set up with the six-team league. So that's why I said that. But, yeah, yeah, come on. Like, look at our stats. What were we? You know, I don't even know where the thing is. Where's the winning percentage?
1: Well, I, I think on this on this website they don't have the. I'm percentage. looking down
0: at this piece of paper, folks, <laughs> and we had to be yeah. at like 700.
1: Uh, well, I think our our record was 28, 14, and four, uh, and O, oh, which 28 wins, four uh, overtime wins. So, so I, we never uh, lost in overtime. No, we never did. I mean, never lost. Ooh, never lost in
0: overtime. Lost yeah. in overtime. Ooh. I, you got to love that about a team. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I love going to overtime, but I love winning in overtime, yes. jumping over the boards, mm-hmm. going to Selly with the boys, hanging out.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's always more exciting to win in overtime, but of course, I think uh, I you might want to win in regulation here. You get more points. But.
0: So, uh, so, yeah, March 12th, we stopped, guys, right after all that cool stuff, that awesome road trip. We stopped. And uh, we kind of paused And before you knew it uh, the word went out to the guys from the owners that the season was canceled and uh, they were out of here, you know, maybe because mm-hmm. of COVID, maybe because they just pissed off the season was over. But uh, the whole team cleared out in like 48 hours, yeah. which has never been done before, even the European guys and stuff. But that was understandable. They were freaked out. They couldn't get back. Right. Right? Larry was afraid Yeah, Larry. Get on yeah, a I plane. Remember, yeah. But uh, he got out, everything good. Uh, but yeah this summer uh the guys have all been itching to get back out there. I know guys are itching for us to get the ice in here cuz lots of them haven't been able to skate like they normally do in the off season. Uh you know other than that uh you know it was a shame we didn't just uh I I wanted to and uh I know my wife Allie she pushed for it. It it pushing me to say something to just play out the next two or three weekends, go right into the playoffs, play the first round, second round, just get it over with, do it all on YouTube and be able to put that content out there and then say us and the NHL, did it but at bubble. that time but at that time so many people didn't even know what was going on yeah, yeah. like we got to see how many cases were in the NHL player wise not trainers coaches before zero, the bubble no during like, the bubble zero there was zero, zero. zero. you guys yeah. hear this they went zero. into their bubble they played their games they played each other no weird masks on their face, breathing, spitting on each other, fighting, rolling on the ice. Zero cases. What was there? A trainer or something on no, the team? I, I think I think there was zero. But I think
1: players before they entered the bubble, some players had COVID. They had to uh, you know do quarantine, um, and then they were allowed in. I but
0: And then good.
1: I, yeah, and then you're good. And I are all good. I remember seeing after the blues were knocked out, I think I saw a report that like half of their team had, had Covid nineteen and that it, it affected went... their game. That was something I saw or like oh, the okay. general manager put out but, oh, they had it. And, yeah, the players had it. But weren't they the testing? Uh, oh, they tested oh, every day. Oh, yeah, they, they te- tested every day okay. in the bubble. No, yeah. So they tested
0: yeah. them twice a day, even and before games and everything. But uh, you're saying these players had it during the break?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, they, yeah. They yeah, probably some players weren't the did. same. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And so yeah. afterwards, uh, what I saw, like the it blues. was like trying
0: to recover from a really bad yeah. flu. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know. And it, people, are, people can't shake it. We saw, you know, a guy on our team last year. He probably, from the team bus, got the first case of COVID. You know, COVID started right on the Prowler's bus. If you've ever seen our bus roll into your town or parked out in our parking lot, just go on and smell the thing.
1: You know, I mean, who knows? Like, the whole winter here, I, I, I was definitely not 100%. Maybe it's from the bus. I, I don't know. I, but, I mean, hey, yeah.
0: if you detail buses, please. We have a good mechanic mechanic if you detail them and clean them we need your help or if you're a maid service and you want to help us and donate some time we got dust on that thing from the 70s <laughs> that bus
1: still i mean that bus is amazing i love it though i don't care even, even if it did create it's COVID. Like, it's <laughs> the good
0: times you've had on that absolutely bus. Yeah. yeah see people that are new to our team you get on the bus and we don't have TVs. No. Nope. And we don't have radios. <laughs> we it, <got> mattresses. <laughs> yeah, we we ripped out of seats and made our own sleeper. And uh we did an FHL sleeper. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't even build bunks. We laid a spoon in each other on the ground. But uh, literally, we ripped out, uh, I don't even know how many rows, probably over a dozen rows. And we did mattresses across the ground. And uh, what has always been done in pro hockey and juniors is guys sleep between the seats down on the ground. And then mm-hmm. maybe someone will sleep across the seats. Well, I got sick of that. I've been doing that 17 years. My back is... You know, it's effed up and, uh, I need something a little more comfortable and I was gonna do it. A couple of the other guys wanted to do it and all of a sudden it caught on. All of a sudden, before I knew it, we barely had enough seats to get down the road and be safe. Yeah. You know, so we got enough seats for everyone to sit in a seat to cross the border if we had to. But, uh, yeah, we, we lay. Yeah, no, I... We, yeah, yeah, was, we party, too. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> mainly because we win. Yes. We go on the road and win, yeah. and then the boys, you might have a pop or two on the way home and celebrate. Uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, just... It's always a great time on that <laughs> so, I mean,
1: it's, it's more fun when you win, without a doubt.
0: We but need yeah. a reality TV show. I yeah. said someone <laughs> just needs to commit to staying with us, filming us. You will get gold. Pure gold. Mm-hmm. Other teams say it. This team produces gold all day and this is proof we're gonna do it right here for you every week to fill you in on the stories and tell you how much fun we actually have
1: i think a show you know based around us would basically fund your retirement without a doubt
0: i mean i i i it,
1: it, it, you're right. I really wish this was a reality show because honestly, it's so
0: much fun. Honestly, <laughs> screw the Kardashians. Yep. It's literally the pace is... Well, you know, they're canceled, right? They're, they're... Oh, they're canceled because they know we're yeah, on yeah. our way up. We're next. We're I don't next. know if we fit in with the E and the... Are they on E? Yeah. If yeah. we E have... yeah. network, I don't know. I expected more like HBO, like on rated. Oh, just yeah, yeah, maybe. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, real Prowler stuff. Yeah. But, uh, hey, more Prowler stuff. Guy's Coming back. Uh you know, we had some new signings this year, but our returners, guys that are returning, you know, me, Matt Graham, Don Jay, yeah. Federley. Federally, I know everyone local knows him. People now around the league know him, but you gotta look at our stats. This guy had fifty one points in forty six games, twenty-four goals.
1: Yeah, breakout year for him, um, no doubt. Uh, for, yeah. I think he had a lot more playing time this year, too. Oh, From where he
0: started, yeah. absolutely, ton of more playing time. But last year, he got j- j- probably just as much, maybe a little less playing time. Okay. But uh, this was a real big breakout year because I feel like he learned how to use his speed and his body size at this level because well, his first year... I think he was intimidated the speed was maybe as fast or faster than he played at in juniors Mm. and then all of a sudden the bodies everyone's a big body and he got hit a few times just rocked and uh you know even last year Portillo got him once early in the season that I thought that was maybe going to shake him up or change the way he played but nope and uh look at him now so this year what will he be 24 this year and you know it's uh it's huge for him, you know. I feel like this is gonna be this is gonna be another great year, and I know he's a local guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. l- want to leave home necessarily, you know. He likes it here, he, but at the same time, he needs a sniff in the FSP. And I feel like with his size and everything before, it might have been frowned upon. I don't know. Do you? What do you say about small guys in pro hockey now?
1: Yeah, well, you you see a lot more of them coming up, especially uh, one one player of mind um, Cole Caulfield who was drafted by the Canadians like 15th overall in the, I think the 2019 NHL draft the one with uh, where there were a bunch of Americans drafted in the first round and a lot of people said this guy should have gone top 10 but because of his size I think he dropped to 15th what, he, what he's is 58
0: five8 five8 so okay 58 on your draft stats that means he is five six. <laughs> no, wait, wait,
1: wait. but but i mean yeah cole caulfield terrific player and uh, you're seeing a lot more of these players taylor yamamoto is another one on the oilers but you're seeing a lot more of these
0: who's the who's the other one is any small uh, uh uh suzuki
1: maybe i'm not sure uh, maybe 510 like suzuki is johnny so,
0: hockey how big's johnny hockey i think five nine Nine, I mean, that's a lie it's five seven well maybe. you know well, that's
1: what it says on nhl.com so you, five, okay
0: so you know how for guys and girls there's always the rule for you adults out there like the minus three or plus three or mm. whatever <laughs> that's <laughs> the same thing with hockey heights if you see it's just like wrestlers the only thing that doesn't lie is UFC fighters and boxers, okay. football players, hockey players. I don't know. I think baseball players lie, too. You, you know, you want to look beefier and muscular, <laughs> you throw on an extra five pounds because you're writing out your own stats most of the time in the I minors, yeah. you know, they're asking you what you weigh. This year, I'll make it 230. They'll say, Pace, you're not 230. I say, it's solid muscle, baby. I'm 230. I'm Tyson weight. I'm being Tyson Five ten, two thirty. 230. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> but um, going back to Austin Federley, well, and, and in general, these these players that aren't, you know, six foot and over, you know, you're seeing a lot more of them, and, and a lot of them are providing to be some great offensive threats. And Austin Federley, what I remember about him most last season, a lot of clutch moments, game time goals, and I remember a game winning overtime goal in uh, Danville uh, the weekend before Christmas. So, a uh, oh. gr- terrific player, great breakout year for him.
0: Okay, I got a question for you. All right. Offensive-wise, give me your top five players, offense, uh, like, I mean scoring-wise. It could even be a defenseman that scores it, and gets offense going. In this league? No, on our team. So uh, just the top five players that, like, you, if you were putting out at the last minute of the game, we need a goal. Give me your five-man unit.
1: Five-man unit. All right. uh, Graham, just, Graham Center, Robo Wing. Um...
0: look down at that piece of paper you got in front like, of you.
1: I, I, maybe I don't know, Moroso and uh oh. Robo never played together. I I I'd gotta put Moroso out there too. Um it's Lev's count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He played oh, okay. last year. Okay. okay. I right. don't know. He's
0: on this sheet right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no.
1: Alright, maybe then I okay, I would do Levier, Graham, Robo. Uh on defense, oof. Man, I'd have to think of probably Stoya. I think he—you know—he was a good puck-moving defenseman. Maybe younger too. I think those two. If you—if you like, what just
0: offensively? Yeah, whatever you want. I, I guess I just five. If it's
1: offensively, those five, without a doubt. If you're maybe trying to be a little conservative, I might change up. Maybe instead of. Uh, younger, maybe put out like
0: Arnie or something like that. Well, no, Or you. This guy is just being nice, everyone. No, I'm not. You're, and saying you're stuff defense. because he loves us. He loves people. So he gets personal. Yeah, you're a great but, defensive okay. defenseman, though. Okay. You know? but, okay. Guys, you, off last year's roster. Yeah. We're scoring a goal with one minute left in the game. Lebs is taking the face off or Moroso. Moroso's out there. We got Robo lined up on the point or on the wing. And then we have, from there, uh, you know, Fetterly. And then you have your choice in between Stoya and Younger. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, honestly... Either one is good, but lots of the times we had so many lefties. Like if you go back mm-hmm. and look right there, there's a lot more lefties. Well, yeah, yeah, we would add probably four lefties on the ice. So you almost want to say Stoya because he's a righty. Yeah. Yeah. So you get some other options out there. But that means if we put Fets on the point, but then you could put just younger and Stoya out. Well, the thing I didn't. But know. yeah, the, but I didn't know honestly, an offensive
1: zone draw. You know, a guy, it, a
0: guy you guys saw real quick at the end there, uh, Moroso. Rupert, uh, Sokol, those are some big name guys that uh we didn't have for that long. Same with Contrado, yeah. you know, same with Fowler, you know, and that's going to be the hard thing for me, for me to make sure that we have the right roster is to sort through these guys and say who who's playing 20 games, who's playing 50, who's playing 30, you know, because if I look down here I see uh, Jules, he's right in the middle of the pack, things look good for Giuliano, but, uh, you know, like, will he get in another 32 games? Mm -hmm. You know, like, if we don't play in Danville, if Danville's outside Illinois, you know, these are all things to think about. If we don't play in Illinois, because Illinois doesn't let spectators go to games... Well, Danville might play their games in Indiana or somewhere. Yeah. Well, but will Jules go? Because... His wife's family's not there. So for you that don't know, Jules played a lot of our Danville home games because the other half of his family, his in-laws, live in Danville. That's where me and him played together for years. So it was easy for him to take off work and go there because his wife loves the trip, his kids love the trip, they get to see their grandparents. It's a a big ordeal for them to do those trips. And then we had Battle Creek. Of course, but now we don't have Frazier.
1: Uh, also, Mentor. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. the guys okay. would travel yeah. there too. Yeah. If they only. So, so that's only the, play the thing, guys.
0: Years. In this league, we do have a lot of guys, but that's the thing with the vet rule. So here is our roster. Yeah, right. Could only can only have four vets. Can have no more than four vets. What is a vet? A player that has played in two hundred and fifty professional games or more. So two hundred and fifty or more if you have 249 you're good and you're not a vet and then next year you're a vet after this whole season so this whole year you would be a vet Arnott had that last yeah, year he started at 249 yep. so he wasn't a vet yep. but uh yeah so four vets max and then minimum six rookies And that's under 56 games. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what I mean. And then you build your roster off of there. So it gets complicated because we got a lot of guys. They've played a lot of games for us here, but they've played a lot of games in the FHL. Some guys have played games in the SP prior. But, you know, we've had our core group of guys together for three or four years now. You know, this league is only set up for you to play. Five years of pro hockey, and then you age out. You're a vet. So we got guys. Our core group of guys are aging out. So, so you know. you have solutions for that coming up for this yeah, season. You know, well, that's what I mean. We don't have it this year; it's not a problem. Yeah. But Don Jay Federly, you know, Zach Solkanic, a lot of these guys have played four or five years in the league. Portillo, four years, you know, things like that. They start getting up there, so you almost hope they get call ups. To you know, give you a break because lots of times when they get called up to the SP, or if a guy goes to the coast for a weekend, he doesn't even play all the games, mm-hmm. you know. And then in the coast, if you don't step on the ice, if the coast dresses you and you sit on the bench the whole game and never get a shift, you don't even get credit for the mm-hmm. game played. Mm-hmm. So you know, you keep your games down. Where we've had guys go to the SP, like Matt Stoya, he gets healthy scratched a bunch of games. He doesn't get credit for those games. It's perfect, you know. He's down there. We're here playing. Well, now he's come back here. He's only got thirty six games total in between here and there, or whatever, yeah. maybe, whatever it is. He's under fifty. I know that. I don't know the exact number. Where what's Joyad on here? Joyad um, so got twenty four, and what it maybe got. 10, 12 down there. He's at 30-something. So he, we're good. Well, he's young, too, 20 years old. I mean, who, could we he got to keep his yeah. games down because he'll yeah. be a 25-year-old I was going to
1: say, yeah, 24, 25-year-old vet. Now, with the veteran um, rule, does that include, like, uh, playing in Europe at all in those leagues? Well,
0: it's it, it – it shouldn't because some of those leagues are so low. They're like men's league. Okay. They're like uh, literally they give you pasta to play. <laughs> they're like, hey, you live at this apartment with twenty guys, and you get this free pasta. Oh,
1: okay. Like I never, never And heard you're that in one Germany.
0: Before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the water? No water. Tea or beer? <laughs> hey, that's a real thing in Europe. In the dressing room, some of the lower level teams they don't have the nice bottle of water, and you don't drink tap water in europe like that so and if you do you either have an iron gut or you die as some tapeworm so but uh they drink tea in the locker room because it's boiled water in it so you boil the water you get it hot well mm-hmm. then what drink hot water no they put a tea packet in there get some flavor so in the locker room before practice after practice you could have a nice hot tea or you could have a beer wow because right. they got big loggers in the locker room and stuff. <laughs> Even in Hungary and stuff like that, they got a little cooler with all big beers. But they're what you drink one beer because it's you know it's a lot of ounces, mm-hmm. but it's he- like you heavy. know heavy, heavy in alcohol. Yeah,
1: unreal. Okay. Yeah. unreal. right yeah. after practice, get you, it's good for you. They well, say. I, I'm thinking before a game, man. I, can, you, can you mention? <laughs> oh, order? so oh. I
0: played with a guy from. Um, he was from the Ukraine. Mm-hmm and he used to after morning skate in the uhl we played in quad city together right. he'd come off the ice go right into the equipment manager's room and grab a bud light and mm-hmm. drink it in the locker room in front of all of us then he would grab another one and drink it on the ride home he didn't drive he didn't have a license probably because all the drinking. <laughs> but uh he'd drink it on the ride home and uh, and then he would go take his afternoon nap and eat and hang out and come back to the rink and play like 40 minutes and play Unreal. Wow. And everyone's like, the guy drank two beers in the afternoon. But, it you know, to him, it was just like drinking water. Get water. So it yeah. got him hydrated, and that's what they did in Europe. And now, as I got older, I have friends that have went over there and played, and they're like, you'll never believe. And I'm like, I do believe because I played with the guy that told me that's how it is. That's, that's unreal. So his name was Loopy. <laughs> that, that's unreal, Lupanion, Lupanion, Loopy, Loopy, Andre Lupanion, and it, you guys, are Motor City mechanic fans out there, you know him because he got traded to you from Quad City there, and he played in Elmira a little bit. Okay, Andre Lupinion. good Andre guy, Lupanian. very funny, small guy too, listed ah. at five nine, five ten. He's five eight, five seven. <laughs> uh. but no, you know. uh Jeremy, where where else? Uh, what what else did we miss?
1: Uh, well, we do have some new players coming coming onto the team. Oh, um, my
0: favorite! Come on, name my favorite. I'm
1: gonna guess either Patrick Tondall or Chase Tippin.
0: Both of them, okay. I love them both. <laughs> but uh, guys, another reason why it's gonna be hard to pick a roster. We got guys like this. Patrick Tondall, you know him because he yeah. started off here. He got his start in pro hockey right here with the Prowlers last year. He, we lost him in a dispersal draft to Delaware, but you know, we got him back through free agency. It doesn't happen a lot in the FHL, but we got Patrick Tondall back, not even through a trade, just through free agency. And, uh, yeah he's a scrappy scrappy kid from the Czech Republic, and you wouldn't expect a European kid to be so scrappy, but uh it's the way he lives over there that's the way he is you know they have to fight to live pretty yeah. much you know you know they're you know fighting in the streets after the bars and stuff he tells these stories, so it wasn't <laughs> odd that this guy fought on the ice but uh and then chase tippin chase tippin they say release the tippin like release the Kraken and and this man has played in Watertown his whole yeah, FHL, years. His, years. his whole yeah. FHL career, and I'm so happy that we'll get him in a Prowler's jersey, because uh, I love stealing fan favorites mm-hmm. from other teams, Jeremy. Now,
1: now with Tippin, will what? he be playing home games? Will he be playing the whole season? Uh, uh, whenever
0: we games? go to Watertown, I've okay. know, we know he can make it there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he lives, well, does and, he live there? Well, he lives near Toronto, okay. so... You know, Chase uh, years ago started up a business and uh, went to full-time worker and went away from playing and didn't play for a few years and made a comeback two years ago and uh chase is uh he's been the policeman the enforcer of the league for years and now there's other names that have came in and uh now we got you know steve mcintyre right you know things like that and you know we get some young guys like nick Wright and stuff like that well i still believe that you know the biggest baddest scariest guy that's from FHL roots is Chase Tippen. Steve McIntyre is his own beast. But uh, I think I saw a Facebook post that said something about them fighting and Timpin commented on it and said, I'll make a trip to Carolina. (laughs) It was like to Prowler's (laughs) fans. So, you know, watch out for Chase, you know, if he'll make a trip anywhere, you know, especially if someone challenges him, talk some, talk some shit says some things that you shouldn't <laughs> say to a man that big. But uh I, I I play hard and I've you know, I've went hard against all of Tippin's goal scorers and I've paid the costs of it. You know, really? he slashed me in the back of the leg one year after I hit a kid. Uh, you know, he skeined up behind me just like, Come on, pacer, let's go and he slashed me in the back of the leg to get my attention. I had a bruise in my calf and it hurt to touch till July, August, like, (laughs) this happened in January. (laughs) He probably broke my leg and I did nothing about it, but, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time I didn't do anything for a broken bone. But, yeah, like, the guy is just a big, strong, meaty guy, and, uh, you know, I think it's what Port Huron fans have wanted to see. You know, they want to see us go on the ice at home and not only win and dominate the play, but bully you into submission. Maybe not bully. Bully's the wrong word in the new cancel culture. What's it called? You'll cancel cance- culture. Yeah, I can't say cancel. bully, right? Uh, I can't say bully. I, I can't say, say we want to be bullies. Who knows, man? I yeah, don't Broad know. Broad Street well, bullies yeah, uh, are bad, maybe not that. I, should the Broad Street bullies be canceled because they're bullies?
1: I don't know. It's a famous Because I want us
0: to be the McMorrin bullies. <laughs> No, but guys, not like the bullies. This means in hockey, this means you play tough, you don't back down, you win races to pucks, you go in front of the net, you tip in shots, you grind, you fight, you play when your eyes cut, you play when your teeth get knocked out. Like this means the no intimidation factor. Mm -hmm. You know, you're the Jean-Claude Van Damme of hockey. Awesome. Right? Face off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also, yeah, even that uh, blood sport. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. John Claude Van Damme—he don't back down.
1: So uh, three other editions. Well, two editions, one possible one. Uh, I'll just name them, and you—you know, you, you, uh, you let the—you uh, let us know uh, stories behind them, why they're back. Why?
0: What about if it's a guy you signed? <laughs>
1: yeah, I, yeah, I wish. <laughs> I mean, maybe I might help with them, but. So first off, Sam Williams, we uh, acquired his rights last year from the uh, Rumblebees. Um, he was playing in the SP. We didn't see any action here at McMorran or with the Prowlers. Um, signed him for the season. Uh, plays forward and D. So uh, Sam Williams, you know, what do you like about him?
0: Well, Sam, he's been around the league a few years now, and uh, I like it. He's a gritty player. He plays with that style we were just talking about, with that John claude Van Damme style. Gets in there, gets aggressive, but uh, plays forward and D, and that's huge because we always need defense. You never right. know what's going right. to happen, call-ups, injuries, stuff like that. You always could use a forward that could jump back like Federley and Contrado and a Sam Williams. And some of these guys, like Alex Johnson, they go from forward to D because they can make the jump and they can play both, and then they get their call-up. So and then they get to go play, and then they get real ice time, Got and all then the they, like that. you know, yeah. Alex Johnson plays one or two years here as a defenseman after four years as a forward, and then he gets his call up, and then he sticks. He doesn't just get a call up and play some games and get healthy and mm-hmm. comes back. No, he's stuck and he's there, you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> like he's now a full timer in the SP. Unreal. You know, yeah, so good,
1: good player. I didn't get to see him play, but, but you know, yeah, all I, good things about I've him. I've never
0: played with Sam, so you know he's been a guy I hated playing against. So you kind of want those guys, and you know another fan favorite in Watertown. So maybe oh. I'm making enemies <laughs> in Watertown.
1: <laughs> and then two former Prowlers coming back: Sage Citrone and then possibly Alex Streck.
0: So uh, Sage Citrone came to us from the Elmira Enforcers mid-season last year. Pretty much, got, even though he got some games in there and played his first pro games there, but yeah, maybe a shift I think or he played two.
1: One against us, and then you made the trade when they. Oh, really? lost six to three. See against one game
0: and one game, and he. I don't know how much ice time he got, but when he came here, he contributed. Yeah. He was part of the team, and know what? Uh, when yeah. he went to Battle Creek, he was a guy they leaned mm-hmm. on because of the experience he got here. He went there as a rookie, and he was treated like a vet. And uh, what that means is, you know, he's given that extra ice time. He's been put on the ice in those situations where it's dire, drastic. You're on the Pelney kill in the first period. You don't want to go down. Who are you putting out? Sage. Well, it's like in Elmira, he wasn't even going to be a part of the roster. Mm-hmm. Comes here, we let him get some games and give him some experience. And that was the thing. I told him we had to do it to make our team better But at the same time, he was going to get better, and I saw that opportunity. And he went there, and he got a ton of ice time. And now, look, we're in this next season, and he's on his way back here for camp. And it all worked out. And guys think I lie. I say this to players. If I want them to come back, I say, don't think this is forever. I'm saying goodbye, but it's not forever. Because next week I might call you, and I might need you. So that's the thing. I have to cut guys that are my teammates – but then I'm bringing you back yeah. to be my teammate again, yeah. you know, and I'm not doing it because I'm a psycho or a jerk. I'm doing it because this is pro hockey. you got to make moves. you got to do things. And sometimes when you don't do anything for too long, it gets stale, and you can't win. You just you got in a funk. Yeah. So it's
1: definitely something special since you, you're the GM head coach and you play, so it's like there's more of an on ice relationship too. You. First Your time
0: own. since 1909 with the Montreal Canadiens. 1909? 1909, Montreal Mont- Canadiens had a player, wow. head coach, general manager, wow. captain. I, I do not even know. Do you know his name? Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't it, know it, him. Well, I'm going to guess. It's Jockley Laplante. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Laplante or Laplatte. Yeah. Yeah, hey, we'll have to, we'll and we'll put it out there on the Prowlers page. Yeah. A picture of him and a picture of me side by side. Perfect.
1: And then lastly, Alex Strack.
0: Just Strack, a great D man, got his start out, yeah. here. Strack made our team last year by coming, drove, he drove from Chicago with his grandmother up here for a free agent camp. Mm-hmm. had zero plans to stay, had zero idea what was going to happen. We got to the end of the free agent camp, and I said, hey, buddy, uh, you know you made it. I want you to come to free agent camp, or uh, from free agent camp to main camp, I want you to be at you know training camp. He goes, when does that start? I was like, tomorrow morning. He <laughs> goes, I got to take my grandma home, and I got to do this. He came back and made the team and uh yeah, at mid season, another guy got had had to make a trade, had to get Contrato, and he got traded to uh Battle Creek, but he got another ton of ice time there. Yeah. He started playing physical, he was fighting, he was doing a lot of things, and you know played on the power play, started scoring goals like he's got a cannon of a shot he 's a physical guy. Uh, Last year, it was a battle. He had not played in a lot of years. He hadn't played competitively in four years, I think, after college or because of an injury in college. And uh, he had to battle back. He uh, had weight to shed. He had to get in game shape, had to get down to game weight and game cardio shape. You know, he battled with it, and it was a struggle. But he put the time in after practice on the bike. He was in the sauna. Uh, You guys that don't know in the FHL, we got a sauna (laughs) in the locker room. Room. It's awesome What do we hockey, say in you know, hockey Not a big deal Yeah even I used to sauna And I don't even play <laughs> <laughs> Hey hey, So Hey the, the Spin Chicklets They got Biz Who just showers with the boys Even when he didn't play This guy He didn't play he go sauna with the boys <laughs>
1: Um, Yeah, it's on a roll. You guys really,
0: this, you should be paying for this right (laughs) now. Because the (laughs) inside look you're getting at the Prowlers, the actual, like, the inside scoop. Is crazy. This is better than 24-7, I bet you. I,
1: I just remember the first month I was here, you'd tell me all these stories, and I'm like, like and, and I think you even mentioned you used to write them all down in the beginning when you started playing in the Fed. I, I mean, this league is just unreal. It's so much fun. Like, these just legendary stories you're never going to forget. I, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I, I don't know, like, any other way to put it. <laughs>
0: Well, we try to make good memories. Uh, one of the things I try to live by here, like a team motto, is you know we're gonna have fun. You know, it's not like we're the mighty ducks or anything, but we're here to have fun because these guys, uh, it might be their last stop on their hockey career. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these guys have played juniors, played college. They, you know, have played pro, and now they're coming here, and this is it, and this is the end. And some of these might be their last games, their last road trips. These might be their last teammates. Some of our guys, this is their first team. This is their first level of pro, and they're just stirring off like a Matt Stoya. Sometimes we ruin them. Because they have so much fun. But we try to teach them the old school way. I'm bringing these guys into the game old school. So they don't just get ribbed and hazed and, you know, treated like crap like a rookie. Because, yeah, we treat our rookies like crap. No, no, they get treated pretty good. They get treated pretty good. Yeah, but you got to load the bus and clean it. But uh Yeah, well. Yeah, you yeah. got you got to help out and you got to vacuum in the room and take trash out. We make our rookies do a lot and that's why I say we bring guys in the old school way and it's the hard way because there's no baby in 'em, there's no equipment managers, there's no you know all this BS that other teams have. So, yeah, different level. What, no. You know, I think we make them tougher.
1: Yeah, no, I I I would say so. It's it's definitely a different bring a different style to the game compared to maybe other teams or even how it's played in other leagues. And it's it's definitely something, like, people love to see, I would right. say. It's
0: different. Well... So, uh some other player shout outs. Chris Levier, he got on the Toronto Fire Department. He's been working through this whole thing. He's now frontline worker, but he's looking to come back, get some games in and uh, you know, be a part of the Prowlers roster again. Matt Rupert, his equipment is still hanging oh. right outside my office <laughs> in the Prowlers dressing room along with Casey Harris. Big oh, yeah. shout out to one of our yep. sponsors of the Prowlers and this podcast, uh, as We're on the prowl. We better give a shout-out to Casey's Pizza in Port Huron, Michigan, because they got the best pizza and subs around. And right now, check out their fall menu, where they just brought back the Italian beef and the fall harvest salad. Let me tell you, Jeremy, you would think I'm not going to talk about food on here, Mm -hmm. but it's Casey's, and I got to talk about some food on here.
1: Casey's definitely my favorite place in town. I mean the breadsticks are amazing. I uh the, I think it's the chicken alfredo pizza. That's probably oh, like my favorite yeah. pizza to get since I moved here.
0: I mean yeah, I love I love casey's So a new yeah. one, do you like pickles? Yeah. yeah. So when you go there, yeah. it it's a dill pickle pizza and they do a sesame seed crust, so you could get it with or without the sesame seeds on the crust, mm-hmm. but it's a dill pickle pizza. freaking amazing, Jeremy. You could get in any size. It's an off-the-menu item. It's like hidden. I think it's on the menu now, but for (laughs) a long time it was like a speakeasy item. Really? Like a lot of things there you could order and they'll make it for you that were things... A special a long time okay. ago and they still have all the things to make it and they'll do it if you ask. Gotta put a list but together of them, man. I yeah. know, maybe we'll put them out here in yeah. little <laughs> secrets. But yeah, Casey's Pizza, a sponsor of this podcast right here, and your Port Huron Prowlers. So if you're in Port Huron, Michigan, get out there and support Casey's Pizza.
1: Yeah, and also mentioning Casey's, he was going to play a game with us, I believe, this, that Sunday after. Oh, it, the it, that was his Carolina. birthday. Oh, it was I didn't know that. Oh yeah, big remember we signed game. him.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, so he was uh, he was going to come back and play for you. That know Casey, you know he had a long career. Played NCAA, played AHL, IHL, U-Haul, so all credible leagues, AAA and AA all the way through. So to have him with the boys, it's an absolute honor. Some of the boys i don't think they absolutely knew everything about him and his whole career till he had been practicing with us a few weeks because casey was out with us for weeks Mm -hmm. hanging out just skating and working out getting ready for this night and that night guys you were gonna get to see a man that just turned 40 years old come out on the ice Maybe he's older. He might have been older, like 42, but he could have came out wheeling and dealing. He would have got a regular shift. He was that in shape, ready to go. So who knows? Casey's gear is still right up there. So we might see him early in the season too. Who knows? Maybe later in the season. I don't know. But, you know... Uh, Other than that, uh, you know, one of our players we probably won't get to see back in a Prowlers uniform, Kelly Curl, our uh, guest goalie, that was Jeremy Starter. The game, Jeremy Skiba, the man sitting directly across from me, the game, he dressed as a backup goalie for the Port Huron Prowlers and did play-by-play from his gear on the bench. Yes, the kid dressed as a backup and did the play-by-play commentary from the bench in his gear. And the guy in the net was Kelly Curl, the play-by-play guy from the Carolina Thunderbirds. So I'll just say we were in a rough goalie spot that weekend. We were in a pretty rough spot. But uh, as of right now, as we sit going into the start of the season, I don't think we're in the same rough spot. We're okay now.
1: No, no, I, I, I believe we have our So you and Kelly are goalies. okay. Yeah, and we're Kelly, going...
0: you know, he's now the GM of the Carolina Thunderbirds, so congrats to Kelly. But uh, I don't know how many games we'll get to use him now yeah. as a prolet. I,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, you know, who knows, if they have an injury down there, he might be suiting up for Carolina again. I I don't know, maybe it's not yeah. the end for with Kelly the, Carl, in, in general. With, with the
0: relationship know. that Andre has, has with people i wouldn't be surprised if his gm wanted to play against him (laughs) like uh, most hated man i guess in hockey on top of me is andre i guess he thinks he's the most beloved he's gotta be the most hated (laughs) Uh, what it is true jeremy like uh, he knows it too oh but yeah guys what else we got going on so battle creek gone so, FHL hockey, Battle Creek gone. Delaware's coming back. Mentor's coming back. Columbus, River Dragons coming back. Watertown Wolves, good. Got a new owner coming back. Danville Dashers are back. They did not lose their lease on the right. arena. I remember that There was that a whole lot thing. of talks about that. That did not happen. Uh, Port Huron Prowlers, baby. We're back. We're prowling. hatricks they're back. They got a new coach. Enforcers, they're back. They stole the Dashers coach. the <laughs> Watertown Wolves stole the Enforcers coach. <laughs> and uh Carolina Thunderbirds, uh they're back too. So the only team that uh we lost is the Battle Creek Rumblebees, and that's all right because go on Urban Dictionary and type in Rumble Bee into Urban Dictionary and see what we I know. Uh I think our mic just popped right there because uh rumble bees blew us out and they you know, rumble rumble. I, I gotta pop those bees Rumblebees. rumble bees. Uh yeah, but other than that, I know right now it's not officially out yet, but we were supposed to have ten because Fraser was in, Battle Creek's out, Fraser's in. Well Fraser's out. It's unfortunate. Should we whisper it? Fraser's yeah. out. Fraser's out. Fraser's out. Okay, on that note, let's sign out of here and tell everyone uh, where they could find this podcast. Because I think uh, not only will we be sharing it, but you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So Apple, Spotify, right here on Anchor.com.
1: And of course we'll be posting it to our uh, social media channels as well. So you'll be able to catch us on there too every time a new edition comes out.
0: Yep, and this is The Prowler's Podcast, and we're prowling. Okay, folks, we'll see you next week. This is Joe Pace and Jeremy Skiba.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good week.